Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, and welcome to Newsweek's Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. The image of Emmett Till's mutilated corpse, murdered by white supremacists in 1955, changed the course of the civil rights movement. That change came because of Mamie Till, Emmett's mother, who, despite her personal tragedy, knew what it could do for others. But for many, Mamie's story is still a mystery. They only know her as the mother of Emmett Till. That's all about to change with the new film, Till, starring Danielle Deadweiler as Mamie Till. It's hard to describe what a mother knows. The first thing I noticed when I became a mother was that my hands were busy. All the time. My hand knew him with my eyes closed. Just like I know his laughter in a crowded room. It's the same thing when you know all of someone. This was my boy, Emmett Till. The body of Emmett Lewis Till has been found dead. Can I at least just fix him up a bit? No. They have to see it for themselves. You tell me, Mamie, how is risking your life gonna help them? Those pictures of your son change people's lives. I can't look, Mamie. We have to. The lynching of my son has shown me that what happens to any of us anywhere in the world had better be the business of us all. On today's episode of The Parting Shot, I spoke with Danielle and the director of Till, Chinoye Chuku, about why this film is so important now and what they hope people will take from it. Now, let me just say here and now, if Danielle Deadweiler doesn't get a Best Actress nomination for this film, I have just, I quit. I turn in my two weeks. Like, I, what's the point of even appreciating a performance if you're not going to give it the credit it deserves? I mean, it's a beautiful performance. It's just incredible. And Chinoye's directing is just a force and she's a light and the directing with with the care and the balance and the humanity that this story needs. It's just, it's a work of art and these two as a team are just perfect together and they deserve every single piece of accolades that can be thrown at them. Give it all to them. Please go see this movie and then have a conversation with your friends and family about it because that's really what this film is all about. You know, remembering the story of Emmett Till and Mamie Till, but also having that conversation and knowing that this story is not just a story, it's real life and it happened and we should keep having conversations about it. So please go see this film. It's a very important film. I'll be right back first with my chat with Chinoye Chuku, followed by my chat with Danielle Deadweiler. You can host the best backyard barbecue. 
when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I have to say, before I even, like, get into Till, which was incredible, and it was, I'm just so amazed by your work and just everything you've done, I was a huge fan of your work in Clemency. I, the, the level of anger that I had in you and Alfre Woodard not getting an Oscar nomination for that, <laughs> so high. Like, <laughs> we're talking texting friends in all caps high. Like, that's the level of anger <laughs> that I had. <laughs> it's, it, was, it was just, you deserved it, and you didn't get it, and it pissed me off, but you will get it for this. I'm just, you're just such a great director, and, and your work in this was beyond what I knew it was going to be great, but then going into it, I was just blown away. Why was this film important for you to make? I really wanted to center Mamie in her rightful place in history. Yes. I wanted to honor her legacy and her contributions to our present realities, to this world, to this country, um, and, and really lift up this story, her story, and her humanity, and Emmett's humanity, and the humanity of all of the other people who are a part of her community and critical to the movement building that we all, that affects us all to this day. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I really felt that in a lot of ways, because it, it's, I think it's, unfortunately, the stories of grieving mothers is not new today. And it wasn't even new back in the day. Mm -hmm. when Mamie was alive. It was just new in how the press covered Mamie's story, and that's largely in credit to Mamie and what she did. Yeah. And I, I found, I walked away from this film feeling like that we often hear of just the violence and we don't hear of the stories of the lives lived. And it, Mamie was really out there telling the story of the life lived and the wrong yeah. that was done. And it really came through in the film that we need so much more of that. And it's, I wanted to know if that stood out to you, that these women's voices were often, and Mamie's included, was often pushed down and, and, and you really amplified it in a great way. 
I mean, black women are not only pushed down, but we're often erased, you know, not included, sidelined um, um, from the world, from the screen, from history, from um, what stories about civil rights movements and movement building. And so I wanted, I was so absolutely intentional and adamant about putting the humanity their humanities front and center mm -hmm. and using the camera as its own kind of form of resistance. There's mm. staying on Mamie by staying on faces of the different people who are part of her community by even when, you know, showing Emmett's body, it's from a place of humanity and as opposed to objectification and really using the ca camera as an extension or using the camera to show the power, the love, the community that exists within and amongst Mamie and all of the other people who are a part of her life. Yeah. And you really I mean, I'm so glad you brought up the use of camera because that that really stood out to me in the film, how you in those two scenes, there are two scenes I'm thinking of one in the beginning of the film when Emmett first gets on the train and there's a there's a, a sudden close up of mm -hmm. Danielle's face. Beautiful. And and but it's it's terrifying at the same time because you see in her face and by the use of the camera, the impact of it, mm -hmm. what is to come. And we all know what is to come. But that really I mean, even now thinking about it, it gives me chills. And then when we see Emmett's body after it has been brutalized and you see Danielle's face and the way you you focus on Danielle's face, who plays Mamie, and looking at her son in the only way a mother can look at a son, which is with love. And mm -hmm. it's it was it was just really telling the way you the way you worked that and it and it really sent home the humanity behind this. The camera was an extension of the people mm -hmm. what the humanity coming from the viewers. And it was just I'm so glad you said that and you, you brought that out and how, how, or how, do you feel that others will see that? Do you hope that others will see that, that sort of, that people will take the humanity from the story? I, I, I think some people will see it. I think, I think, I think people will see it and just as importantly, they'll feel it, mm. you know, and they'll feel their humanities um, and experience their humanities. It is a, I, I wanted to create a film that was a total immersion yeah. into the lives and humanities of Mamie and all in her family and community. And I mean, the, one of the things that really stands out to me that I think I saw in a trailer for the film and, or an interview you gave, I forget where, but you talk about how there is no portrayal of black violence on cam on screen. You don't mm -hmm. see any black violence, which I think is so important. But I also think for people going to see this movie, this is one of the most violent stories in the civil rights history. And so that those two things, it's so interesting that you say that. Why was that so important to you? Well, I knew that going into the making of this film, that this was going that I was going to tell this story through Mamie's point of view, and it was going to be about Mamie's journey. And so one, it wasn't narratively necessary to show the physical violence inflicted upon Emmett. And also as a person and as a black woman, I don't want to see it for myself. And I don't want, I don't want to put, I don't want to put myself through it. I don't want to put audiences through it. It was a way of me showing care um, for myself and for audiences. Yeah. Also, it wasn't, it wasn't necessary. It's not the story I want to tell. You know, the story I want to tell is about Mamie, her journey and a love story between Mamie and her child yeah and the i mean the discovery of finding the person to play mamie i mean danielle i've spoken with danielle and she's just 
a force and a light. And I was so blown away by her performance, but also just after talking with her, I was like, can I just, can I be of the church of Danielle? Like, can I just, can I, can I belong to that now? Is that possible? Is that possible? What, like, what was it like finding Mamie, the, the person to play, because it's such a weight to play that role. And, and how did you finally discover Danielle? I mean, one of the many reasons that Danielle's extraordinary is that she's great to work with just as a person, you know, um, let alone how talented she is. She's just a really good person and, and such a partner in this. We really approach this as a partnership. Um, you know, Danielle t- submitted an audition tape months into our process of looking for our Mamie. And at the time, I wasn't terribly familiar with her work and I was absolutely blown away by her performance. And then I watched everything that she had done prior to Till and I was like, my God, yeah. my God. When I cast actors, I particularly lead actors, I first look at, can they communicate a story with their eyes? Can they hold and command a frame? Can they get underneath and in between the words and bring that out in a nonverbal way? And Danielle checked all the boxes. And uh, we, I, I, saw the, I saw her audition tape, called her back for a director session. And uh, the scene that I had us work with um, for the director session was the scene where Mamie is looking at Emmett's body for the first time. Mm. So there's no dialogue, but there's so many emotional and psychological beats throughout that scene. And so Danielle and I took time to identify those beats and talk through them. What is the emotional arc of that scene? And doing that work with her really showed me how, um, I mean, brilliant she is and how intuitive she is um, and what a great partner she is and and um and that she would be and so she was cast and we spent months diving in to every single emotional and psychological beat in the script multiple times she dove so deeply into the research and we talked every single day talking about what we learned what we discovered and then so by the time we came on set she had such an inherent emotional and psychological understanding of who Mamie was and what her journey was going to be in the film Um, and so on set it was just a matter of reminding her of certain conversations and discoveries that we had and um, giving her the space and safety to go deep and be vulnerable and, and to just be present as well. Yeah. Now what, the other thing, the other sort of amazing person involved in this film is Whoopi Goldberg and the amazing sort of light that she is in the world as well. What, how did it start? How did you get attached to it? Cause I know she had been working on trying to get Emmett's story for years and years now. Yes. And what, what was, how did that all come about and what was it like because I mean, I ran into Whoopi once, I will say I was in New York and I saw her in the street and I, I'm not a speechless person and I went speechless. So like, <laughs> what was it like being in the presence of Whoopi Goldberg? Whoopi is one of the most humble, nice people that I've ever met in my life. When I first met Whoopi, I met her with the other producers. Um, never have I, never had I, I rarely have felt that scene as a human being, as an artist, as a black woman, um, than when I first met with Goldberg. She was, and to this day, she is so giving and so no, e- no ego. Yeah. At all. Which is why. Which, and I mean, she deserves to have an ego. <laughs> like she, she does have black people, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you meet her, and just like you said, it's like you, it's like internally, I'm like, oh my God, it's Goldberg. I'm yeah. directing with people. Oh my God. But she is so 
receptive of directing and so humble to it and so in the work that it was it was it was just a fantastic experience um directing her and she we we and playing with different options and get digging into the script and as a producer she was just so supportive of me and my artistic vision from the very beginning throughout the entire journey it's just she's just an extraordinary human being like i i love i mean i love i've always loved Whoopi, but yeah making this film with her it just solidified how absolutely special iconic and rare she is yeah that's it i mean you really just said it she's rare she's she's there's nobody else like Whoopi goldberg and just in the history of entertainment there's really nobody that's done it like Whoopi goldberg has no. this is this film is no. a testament to that in a lot of ways uh the other thing i wanted to ask you is the the discovery of the arrest warrant from carolyn bryant for carolyn bryant uh uh Donham, that recent news is going to be in the minds of people going to see this movie because it was, it, it brought the case back into, it, we're still talking about this case all these years later. And it's so important that, that, that lost, and I use air quotes here, lost arrest warrant was, was, uh, shocking news that nothing had been executed against that. What do you, how do you think that will impact how people view the film? And do you think that Will there be a, a a further sort of look into why there wasn't justice carried out in this case? Well, the the members of the Till family who've been incredible supporters of the film and resources for the film, along with Keith Beauchamp, who's a producer on the film and has really dedicated his life to reopening the case. It's they're still actively working. Like they have not lost. They're they're still working to hold Carolyn accountable. Carolyn yeah. Bryant accountable um for her part in Emmett's lynching and so that's not completely done um but it the one of the things that the film begins to explore and that Mamie in the film has to begin to think about and what I hope you know audiences can also interrogate within themselves and uh, the society that they're a part of is what does justice look like with or without a guilty verdict right what does justice look like whether regardless of what happens to carol and bryant right um today what does justice look like on a systemic level what does justice look like in terms of you know preventing other emmett tills from happening right preventing yeah. what racialized violence and mitigating the racialized violence that that would, that contributed to Emmett's lynching. Like, what what does justice look like in our own individual lives, and 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 how can we be change agents for justice? And so it looks. I, I hope that we can think about justice on a micro and a macro level, holding Carolyn Bryant accountable, and also holding that holding our country, holding our world accountable, and challenging the systems that have enabled, you know, the Carolyn Bryants of the world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and the use of this film in filling in gaps in part, I mean, in parts of this country right now, they, they're, yes. there's a rewriting of history in a lot of ways. Yes. We don't want to talk about certain aspects of history because for whatever reason, people are uncomfortable. And I think this film does make you uncomfortable, but it also brings about the humanity of the, not only Mamie, but also that these are stories we need to keep telling in order to, like you were saying, bring about justice. But the idea of justice being sort of on a macro like that, that I never even would even think about that. But that is something that this film really addresses is that you're not going to she knew she wasn't going to win this case. There's even that part in the film where she discusses that. How, how like it was that hard to sort of I mean, in a film like this, 
in any film, you always want that happy ending. You want that sort of the per- the bad guy goes down, if you will. Was it difficult in crafting the narrative of this film in sort of giving a closure when there was no closure? You know, how do you close a film with no closure, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that I thought about in the writing. It's like, what is the arc of this, right? And that I, I thought, okay, what what's going to dictate the arc and the narrative can't be the verdict. It has, I have to keep it within Mamie. I have to keep it about Mamie and her journey and her journey. The arc of the film, which is the arc of Mamie is her coming into her own activist consciousness beyond the verdict. Right. Mm -hmm. And how, and and so my approach in figuring out how to end the film is, is leading with hope and possibility. You know, one of the things that Mamie has said when she was alive, one of the things that's part of her legacy that she wanted us to think about is making sure that in our fight, that there is hope, right? That even if we the change in progress that we want to see doesn't happen in our lifetime, we must have the hope that we can be, we can contribute in our lifetime, some sort of change that will affect future generations to come and will hopefully yeah. lead to the progress that we want. And so that is, was what I was really thinking about with the end of the film, how to leave the, to leave audiences feeling to, with, um, having a feeling of hope, possibility, and reminding audiences that at the core of this film, it's a love story. So yeah. making sure that the last image we see of Emmett is him alive, him, a bo- him as a boy and seeing his humanity. Um, and so we leave the film with love, hope, and possibility, regardless mm. of the verdict. Yeah. Well, my last question for you, which I'm, I'm sad to say it's my last because I feel like I could talk to you about this all day, is what well, what do you hope people take from Mamie's legacy? Because for a lot of people, Mamie's going to be a new, she's not a new figure, but they're going to learn a lot more about Mamie from this film. And what do you, people going to see this film, because it's coming out this week, like people will see it. What do you hope, what do you think they should go in with? What mindset should they go in with in seeing this film? I mean, they should, I, I hope that people really feel the care that went into the making of this film. I hope that people feel activated after watching this film, activated to to contribute to the world beyond their bubble, activated to to learn more about Mamie, her legacy and the and the lives and legacy of all the other people who were a part of her story. I hope that people are activated to learn more about the people running for midterms and to, if they have access and the ability to vote, to do so. Not everybody has the ability and access to vote. I hope that people really decide for themselves what they can do in their own way to affect change, big or small. Um, And I hope people also do all of that with hope and and possibility because that's what Mamie, that was also part of Mamie's message. Mm. Well, thank you so much. It's been an honor talking with you. And I just, I hope so many people go see this movie. It was really incredible. Kudos to you. Just every, all the, all the accolades. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. I'll be right back with the star of Till, Danielle Deadweiler, right after this break. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. 
Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I saw the film and I, I can't even tell you enough how wonderful the film is, but how wonderful you are in the film you are the film and it is fantastic it is such a good performance just full kudos to you thank you so much i truly appreciate it of course of course well so how did it come your way oh goodness uh the same way any other role has come it's via audition um i i was working on from scratch like i think i was in the beginnings of from scratch and that it came in among others and I was like, oh, goodness, yeah. you know, it's just the, the shocker kind of. Yeah. Hey, can I even do, you, you know, some stuff comes and you immediately know you, you know, OK, this is yeah. wheelhouse. Yeah. But some stuff comes and you go, it's wheelhouse, but it's 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 terrifying. Yeah. You know, and you and so, you, you, you know, I reject it. I keep saying I said I've said a lot that I didn't want to do it. But it's less about not wanting to do it and more about the fear of what it will do to you. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I, I knew, I know, you know, just how uh, significant, beyond significant, this, mm-hmm. um, this historical moment is in our American history, let alone uh, Black American history yeah. and global history. Mm-hmm. And it's a weight. Right. And like, who's trying to put on more weights, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I skirted it a lot uh, and I took my time with it rather than say skirt. I did take my time with ingesting what it would mean to do this kind of work. Yeah. And and uh, <laughs> so I auditioned. <laughs> <laughs> no, that really is such a poignant thing, though, because it you know, it isn't a rejection of the actual project. It's a rejection of how you'll change as a basis of the project. I mean, it really, how you'll change, but also how it will change your career, how it will change humanity's view and, and enlighten humanity. I mean, there's so many changing things that could come from this project. And I could, I can imagine that being nerve wracking because it's such a weight to hold. You are the film. Yeah, I mean, I you don't. I mean, the 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 script shifts along the way, but yeah, 
Yeah, in the aftermath. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's her. I mean, it's 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 Mamie Till's story, but you know, it is Emmett's story as well. I mean, her story, his story is her story, her story is his story. Yeah. And um it's daunting. Yeah. I mean, it's daunting. It was a daunting task for her. She talks about it in her memoir, it being that and you know. what that what that does to the body and what that does to the mind and the kind of symbol she became Mm -hmm. um and i think this is this is the exploration of the you know behind the veil behind the curtain what is going on for this human being um yeah yeah it's a it's a horrifying thing to consider but it is a beautiful thing to consider as well because you you realize what it, what what change can do for you yeah. um how change can open you up even in the midst of yeah fuck that even beyond tragedy right um because she it 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 was the the waterfall movement of what would come yeah. everybody's inspired by her Everybody, Rosa Parks, Dr. King, you know, uh, a hell of uh, uh, entertainment figures, the kind of content that arose as a result of her actions, as a result of her standing, as a result of her incessantly sharing her story. um, It changed America. Yeah. Yeah. And what's what I also found so. I don't know. it's, It's hard to say what I loved, but it's it's what I found so poignant is that. Unfortunately, we so often only see the parents of black children in a tra- in the media, at least, mm-hmm. like in news, et cetera, in tragedy, in tragic situations. And she is an example of that in a lot of ways. And she's almost the prime example of that in a lot of ways. The and modern prime example. Modern yeah. prime, because, I mean, it was at the dawn of television. It was at the dawn of sort of that sort of constant, not 24-hour news, but it was a constant flow. And she... she I was, mean, sure, 24-hour news. It was the beginning yeah. of it, right? It the beginning it of it, yeah. Week. You know, you, it, that became that was national, then became global. She, yes. she created that. Yeah. Yes. And and what's so unfortunately, we're so used to and we're conditioned to seeing these tragic stories on the news. And I, I, I wanted to know in your research of Mamie, like, what did you learn about her? What did you what 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 stood out that maybe because we only see her through the we've only seen her through the lens of what the media has shown us of her. Mm-hmm. And we've never seen an intimate portrait of really who she is as a person. And I want to know what what stood out from what maybe you didn't know about her. You know, a lot that I took in came from the memoir just directly, right? Um, that she co-wrote um, with a, a, a collaborator. Um, she was just, she was, she was intent on being a standout, like kind of person in community, right? Uh, A woman of the community, Um, more, you know, of her family specifically too. She is, had a legacy uh, of, of being smart. Like that's just who she was. It was, it was from childhood and she pushed to like put that in everything she did, you know, being the first black person that was working at the organization um, that she was working at, um, you know, just being her mother, being the first person in the community to like, you know, just the 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 connection to the church and the way yeah. she handles herself. These people are financially they're they're jumping. Um, 
their family lineage forward. Yes. Right. At coming from Mississippi and being able to do the things that they were doing. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, you when you kind of like blanket yourself off yeah. from yeah. where you have come from, this is a re, you know, all that this whole experience became a relearning of who uh, who who she was and who her family was and how we are we are indelibly like like they you we are connected yeah forever regardless of class dynamics right like she she said she didn't want to be a nobody anymore in 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 moving through this yeah and how fascinating right yeah because i assuredly know she believed herself to be a somebody yes in the midst of growing up of being learned in the way that she was in um, prospering the way that she had. She made more money than the, than the white family that, that is to her. Right. Uh, She presented prosperity beyond what they were, you know, experiencing. And yet to, to have this notion, this kind of uh, clarity of mind to come to that. I I just think she's such a, Oh, just a marvelous human being who understood uh, change. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we, we, we don't um, appreciate change. Like we reject it so much uh, in, in this country. Right. Obviously. Right. Like yeah. historically, Emmett walked into a cesspool of racial division. Yeah. He walked into a Mississippi that was post Brown v. Brown v. Board. Uh, he walked into a Mississippi that was killing black people because they were pushing for voter rights in Mississippi. He walked into a place that um, that did not want black men interfacing with white women in any uh, regard. Yeah. And 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 it's just it's just it's just we we have to move through that and so i think the glorious bravery that she had to step down into that cesspool to go into that fire and to come out of it and 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 then to go back into her own community and to educate like I, who does you know who does that who does yeah. that obviously Mamie does that other black women in the community have done that. There are legacy like civil rights movement, people who are continuously do groundwork. So she went from being someone who, you know, aspired to be prosperous in one way and became wholly much more elevated in another way, which was much more deeply grounded and connected to people. And, um, and, and we are ever indebted to her because of that. Yeah. And also just, Having the, the 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 just recognizing that I, there's a line in the film that broke me. I mean, I was broken like so many mm. times in the film. I mean, I was at the end of it. I should have been just like a like a like a like a tissue paper oh. because I, <laughs> I just had like tissues on me. But the there's a line that she says standing over Emmett's Emmett's casket that that something to the effect of that you know you're no longer she's no longer his son anymore. He's the world's son in a lot of ways and she she i don't she recognized that she recognized that what she did and her actions of just being a mother of a child who was just being a child that's all he was being and existing as a little boy in that era which is not too far off from this era i'll just in, in my opinion and just existing as a child 
and she was just reacting to her, her son being her son, but also recognizing that her son now means something to the world. I mean, that that blew me away at the power of who she is as a person. And I wanted to know if like, if that stood out to you in any way, that that sort of idea of here's this woman who you're right, she she was she was a prosperous woman, she was educated, but the world did not want to recognize, they just wanted to see her as a single mother of a mysterious father who was away. But the story was very much the story of many women in the United States, black, white, everything in that era. And she just sort of pushed through and remained herself in a lot of ways. It just, it really stood out to me. Mm. I mean, uh, she's just, she's <laughs> a flow of transcendence. <laughs> because if you recognize that your son is not, uh, is everyone's son, she also had the wherewithal to recognize that everyone's child is her child. Yes. And so if, if my, if everyone else's, if my son is everyone's son, and then everyone's child is my child. Therefore, I have to advocate for everyone with regard to like what is happening to me. Right. Um, so. <laughs> I mean, the weight of that is just yeah. yeah, insane. And the thing that I think what this film does is and, I'll, and I'm speaking, I think, as just a white person in general. We take that for we as white people, as the quote unquote majority, take mm -hmm. that for granted that we don't have we don't often feel the responsibility or the weight by the actions of what like racism and ignorance does in our society and marginalized people i think often do feel that weight that we are in this community together and that we are like she said like you said she was we always person. have right exactly. it's, it's, yeah. it's the she is the the progenitor of a civil rights legacy that therein allowed for so many other act active activism uh, to occur women's rights, you know, you know, like moving towards this legacy of trans rights, like all of these things are intertwined, they're intersecting. Um, and that, that comes from that. You can't make a statement the way she does about, um, if anyone's rights, you know, are compromised then everybody's rights are compromised. That's not the right quote, but it's in there, right? Yeah. Everyone is connected and that community is the grander thing that we need to be chasing. Mm -hmm. it's not american individualism yes yes and it it i wasn't it also didn't strike me as as unimportant it was to me it was the most important thing that this film was directed by the brilliant chinoya i mean how, how poignant it was <laughs> can't talk about what i do if you don't talk about chinoya okay yeah i mean don't talk about you two worked in tan i mean i don't know how you guys work together but the, the fact that this film is led by a black female director and and it's a story about a mother of a child who was brutally murdered because of racism and you two working in tandem. It's just it feels like it feels like the statement. Not only it's the statement that we need right now, but also she's the only person who could really tell this story in a lot of ways. It couldn't come from anyone else. And I wanted to know what it was like working with her and, and how this film maybe is different from other projects you've worked on in recent years. Okay. So, so this is the hardest thing that I've ever had to do. Right. Um, we're, <laughs> just historically, emotionally, physically uh, I'm not, it's not an action thriller <laughs> or anything, <laughs> but it, it is deeply, um, you know, impactful on the body in the mind. So Chinoya and I went in with a hyper precision based approach 
uh, digging into historical documents and, and visuals. Um, I talked to any and everybody I could um, about this work, uh, academic and artistic. Um, we, we, we surveyed every, you know, <laughs> page, you know, th- together, you know, every indentation, every period, every beat, every, every quality of this script has been dug into together. And, and, and this road, um, the, uh, the, the overt things and the, 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 the quiet, subtle things. Um, and she's just, she's just, she's the kind of partner you want, you know, she's the yeah. kind of collaborator you want, who's as um, dogged and loving and, and efficient and, and, and sharp and, you know, <laughs> unrelenting on getting to the heart of every quality of the work. And so I, I love and adore you know you for that. You know, we just had that kind of rapport that back and forth from the jump, from, from the audition phase, to be quite honest. Um, we both understood the weight of what, what the work is. It's beyond just making a piece of, you know, cinema. It's beyond just making yeah. a piece of art. It's a conversation with the world. Right. Uh, and, 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 and that's the difference between other works. I mean, I, every, 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 every project has its own, quality to it yeah um this is just 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 required so much so much more and a, a definite you know spiritual component um maybe till had a a deep knowing a quiet knowing about the an, an intuitive spirit about what was to occur mm. and i mean i think that that's the the kind of uh preface that I had internally yeah. had in, 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 in pre- preparing for this work. Yeah. And um, I mean, it, it, you feel that at the beginning of the film, I remember even before, as before Emmett even goes to Mississippi, it yeah. almost was like a horror film in that, like you mm-hmm. just see it in her face, you see what is to come. And we all know what is to come because the story has always been in our lives. And, and this leads me to my next question, which is, you know, just last year there was the arrest warrant was found um, for, for the female accuser in, in this, in Emmett's case. And no, it, yeah, this year, right? That yeah, was it was this, this year. year. It was this year. So I guess last it, month, a couple of months ago. Yeah. yeah. And it's as mm-hmm. the film's coming out and it's very much entwined with, of course, the story of the film. And it's, I, I wanted to know, like, <laughs> What's your thoughts on the arrest warrant being found? But also, how does that maybe impact, does that bring even home how important this story is today? Like how we needed to keep telling this story in 2012? Oh, assuredly. I mean, when you go, huh, so they've been, this is, this is not, it's not a surprise, right? We, we know what white terrorism does. We know what it did we know that it persists in doing that it it has a, ma- a way of trying to you know uh um play hooky on you and 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 you know yeah. no i wouldn't do that you know it's not it's not it's it's trying to trick you but it it can't right because it's the same damn thing and so in the way that they're trying to incessantly like paint a you know paint a new coat coating over um, education and history. That's the, that's exactly what that was. They were painting back then. Yeah. They're painting then. They're painting now. 
And so you have to know these stories in order to to uh, to combat what kind of, um, you know, holes they're trying to put, all, uh, you know, over our over our the next generation's eyes. Right. Yeah. We're always talking about the youth. Right. The story is about a youth. The story is about um, the joy and 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 love that he had and how it was squashed yeah. and how it was stolen. Mm-hmm. And it's not always a physical body, but it, it is a mind. And so trying to steal the truth from children, uh, from from young people trying to come up, it, it, it's it's that just gives more validity to the fact that we people need to see this film to have this conversation. It's not just about uh, watching um, loss or trauma. It is about understanding um, the reverence for one's own life. Yeah. You know, and 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 upholding that life so that everyone can be aware of it, mm. so that everyone can celebrate what what is and what was. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And well, my last question for you, which it, one of the things on the Emmett Till um, Foundation Legacy Foundation's website, mm-hmm. it says preserving the past and inspiring the future, which I found, yeah, I found also just very poignant in that, like, you can't forget the past. We can't go forward if you forget the past. Mm-hmm. And it's such an important thing. And as someone who loves history, I find that to be such an important thing that I think we miss today. And I, so I guess my, my last question is, what do you ultimately hope modern audiences seeing this film, this great film that people will discover you in, but also they go to it because they know Whoopi's in it and they know that she produced it and they know she's a big part of it and all these things. But when they leave the theater, what do you ultimately hope people will take from this film? I hope that people are in the business of, of, of others, you know? Um, I think that's the greatest knowledge that we're, that we, that she came to, that Mamie came to Um, as much as it it is about, you know, learning about oneself and how, how courageous and bold you can be in the darkest of times. Extending outward is is what our bodies want to do extending outward is what our minds want to do uh even though we are gravely gravely fearful right uh the pandemic has taught us that we you know obviously did not like sitting at home they don't want to do it now we got 50 million diseases out here we have so much turmoil and challenge and yet you know connecting and joy and protecting and preserving each other's um, humanity is is so imperative, and we cannot lose sight of that. And so, you know, the, there's a the Adinkra symbol. Um, um, uh, I have here. It's like I get tatted on my chest. It's like it's about looking back. Mm-hmm. You look back, and you circle back around to keep going forward. Yeah. It's a constant, it's a, it's, it's a constant rounding of the self. You look back to continue forward, look back, continue forward. It's not mm-hmm. a stagnant, you know, this is how it used to be. It's not a stagnant right here. It's always, it's constant movement. And so embracing that kind of change and, and, um, and connection is, is what I hope people come away with. Mm. Well, Danielle, I have to tell you, I, I see many good things coming to you from this and I, I oh. just, I, I can't tell you enough how much I loved you in it, but also just how much I loved the film. And I just, I'm really grateful for this moment that we were able to have right now. Thank you. I'm grateful for you. And I'm grateful for these nails. Please let me ah, see. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, yes! they're, oh my they're, God. They're, 
that literally they like light up in a black light. It's a moment. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> I love a manicure. We love a manicure. Because <laughs> you've been doing this the whole time. I was like, hey, well, I know. I speak with my hands, and it's like I know. I they're very distracting. Actually, I probably I won't. They are distracting. They're beautiful. Thank you. Oh, a wonderful start of the day. Thank you so much for doing oh. this, and and I just I can't wait to you know, hopefully see you in person someday, but also just, just yeah. congratulations on everything. Thank you so much, Alan. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. It is a good start to my midday. I'm going to go get some chicken wings now. Go get some chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you, darling. You too. I just, I, I need, I'm so happy with this episode and I'm, I'm so glad you all were on the ride with me and I hope that you liked it as well because I just, I'm so proud of it and I think it's a really important film and people should watch it. So please go see Till. Let me know what you thought of today's episode. You can find me at H. Allen Scott on everything. And thanks for listening to Newsweek's Parting Shot. If you liked what you just heard, please leave a little rating and review and maybe share it on social media and tag me while you're at it. If it's something nice, don't be mean. For more on the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. And while you're at Newsweek.com, be sure to subscribe to the Newsweek's For the Culture newsletter. It's my new newsletter. That's the two words together that are weird to say. Um, But yeah, it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's all from me talking all things pop culture. So it's a lot of fun. You're going to love it. So go to Newsweek.com to subscribe to that. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day. find cars like these on auto trader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars okay no flying cars but as soon as they get invented they'll be on auto trader just you wait auto trader